Hey guys, it's Evan from Empire State Conservatives Podcast. Just reminding you to check us out on Instagram at GetRedPillNY, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, and on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overwatch at Empire State Conservatives Podcast. And make sure you check out our store for all snowflake melting merch at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. Enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 120. It is me, your host Evan, with the All-American Conservative, Solomon Tack, here to tickle your political pickle and fight back against the leftist agenda that is seeking to destroy everything that true Americans hold dear. Tack, a lot going on lately. It's so many topics to choose from, but let's just get into this first. We are in fact, a New York-based show, even though you are down in Virginia. But we're going to start with New York City, where we had two police officers shot recently. Um, thoughts and prayers to them. Hope they make full recoveries. All mm-hmm. indicators are that they will. But, you know, this piece of crap that went into, the one went into a New York City precinct and shot a lieutenant in the arm. We actually have video of that online. If you are interested in, just type it into Google. And another cop was shot while sitting in his vehicle. Um This is nothing new in New York City. The rise in crime is directly related to bail reform. The fact that you are letting criminals out, that criminals believe that they essentially have free reign to do whatever they want because they're not going to be held in jail until trial. The the crime rate is skyrocketing. And the police police, um, union rep came out and said that this is essentially elected officials' fault in New York City. And he's 100% right. But Bill de Blasio has been creating this sense of uh, anti-police, what's it, sentiment, I guess that's a good way to put it, ever since the Eric Garner issue. So ever since Eric Garner resisted arrest and then was killed because he was a giant fat bastard with a heart condition and asthma, um, Bill de Blasio marched with Al Sharpton, and they said that the NYPD was, a whole, you know, they said all these things against the police. And ever since then, we've seen a big rise in violence against police, and that's just something that can't be tolerated. Um, Tack. Yeah. Really, where, where is this going to end? Because the Democrats have said that they need to amend bail reform, when in reality, they need to repeal bail reform. So clearly, the fact that the mayor and other Democratic elected officials are siding with criminals and not with law and order is a serious problem in New York City. Where do you see this going? I know that Mayor Bill de Blasio has children. I don't really want to hurt his children's feelings by disrespecting their father, but and all, all in all, their father really isn't a very smart man. And he shouldn't be running a city at all. I would hate, if he's running the shit, the city, this shitty, I would hate to see how he runs his own household. I mean, he bankrupted New York City, which is almost <laughs> impossible. I don't, I, I know you shouldn't attack a man's private life based off of, off of their business, you know what I mean? But it's just embarrassing. And when you have a group of people what's funny is the group of people that commit the most heinous crimes are often the most loud trying to cover them up so you have to look at the the difference in the the crimes that are perpetrated when you're looking at the inner city uh minority neighborhoods so we know that it's not only blacks that commit crimes 
But for whatever reason, when the, put, the police push back hard, they say it's, it's racism. Why are you only focused on our neighborhoods? What about the Italians? Okay, we know the Italian mob is, uh, is out there still. But the Italian mob is going to take you behind one of their fucking businesses and then shoot you in the head and then hide your body off somewhere. Nobody even knows that it happened. Yeah, and they're not committing the majority of street crimes. It's unfortunate <laughs> that the majority of street crimes are committed in minority neighborhoods, but this is because they're in cities. They're clustering in cities. You have higher rates of gang violence, higher rates of drug use, higher rates of poverty, higher rates of people on welfare. The welfare system directly leads to crime and violence. It, it's pretty obvious to see. Yeah, and it, you have you look at what happened to that young kid in the corner store in the Bronx. Oh, the one that got hacked up? The, the one that got hacked up. This is the difference in crimes based off of the, the different uh, ethnicity or how it's broken up in the different neighborhoods. That's the, when you put yourself that far out there and that visibly commit crimes, what do you think police are going to be focused on? They're not going to go look at the Italians anymore who are underground doing their their dirt they're gonna go right to where it's easier and where it's it's obvious the most crime is at. that's not racism that's you being stupid and to sit up there and look at the mayor and say oh it's racism and you need to get the police off our back and, and black lives matter and this that and the third okay we understand that your life matters but no your one ever said only, none of their, their lives yeah, didn't matter. Exactly. That's the thing I don't get. No one said your life didn't matter. You forfeit your life when you pull a gun on a cop for no reason. Your life matters when you make your life matter. Exactly. What are you doing to make your life matter? That's the thing. Are you, and, and this is what pisses me off about the, what was the lady I, I went after on Instagram with her gun crimes thing she was pushing, her little program. When you're not going after the people that are actually committing the crime and you're going after the responsible gun owners, you're giving them the green light and saying, hey, what you're doing is A-OK. Keep killing each other illegally. But in order to make myself feel better in my upper or middle upper class neighborhood, I'm going to mess with all of these legal gun owners over here because I live very far away from where you're screwing things up. I don't have to worry about you. I'm not scared of you because you don't even come down to my neighborhood. You notice how all these gun control bills only seek to take guns out of the hands of legal gun owners? Not one of these laws proposed ever has an action plan to take illegal guns off the streets. Because the Democrats don't care about minority neighborhoods. They don't care about high crime neighborhoods. They want to keep those people exactly where they are because where they are is dependent on the government. And when you're dependent on the government, what do you vote for? more government exactly so to, to kind of uh bring together my point when you allow these high crime neighborhoods to be as vocal as they are and you pull a police presence out even with all of the proof and the numbers and 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 their actions knowing what's going on in those neighborhoods you pull a, the police presence out and you weaken that police presence, these are the things you're going to get. Because this, is, this isn't the first time you've seen police officers targeted for assassination. 
it's happened several times in the past. You had the um, when I guess people were fed up when it came to Eric Garner and uh, Michael Brown and, and several other things. Oh, so two and giants going after basically got with. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> they they started. Uh, we don't know where I was going with that, but two giant scumbags who were both pieces of garbage. So that they started going after the cops because you know every cop is evil after that, and they they waged a war on cops. And instead of protecting his organizations, essentially, De Blasio weakened them. Well, it's the same thing that Obama did. When the whole thing happened with Michael Brown and the officer was acquitted of any wrongdoing, he wasn't even charged with a crime. He came out and said, oh, well, you know, we all have to come together. No, no, it should have been, listen, this is what happened. This officer defended his life and some scumbag got killed. He didn't have to use those exact words, but he needed to come out in defense of this officer, but he didn't. You know, Democrats have no interest in in law and order or defending what's right. They all have an agenda and this is what they push. You don't pull your your uh, police out of high crime neighborhoods. You can restart new programs. You can put the the dare programs back in school. You can start uh, kind of uh, I guess like a ROTC program, a cadet program, and you get the kids involved with the police. Um, after school programs with sports and police, get them used to knowing each other's faces. Get them used to knowing each other's family backgrounds and knowing that there's no difference between the two except for maybe one guy's hispanic and the the kid's black or maybe one guy's grew up as a wise guy as italian and got his life together now he's on a police force if i could do it you can do it too you know what i mean yeah and you spoke to something just before that i really wanted to address which really just was 100 percent right they put the police in these areas for a reason it's not racism when you have an area that is committing most of the crime in a city, you're going to put the cops there because that's where the crime is. You have cops, you put them where the criminals are so they can get rid of the criminals. In fact, it's the opposite of racist because you're trying to help the minority neighborhoods by getting rid of the criminals. But the left wants to portray policing as racist. That is, in fact, racist because you're basically saying that all black and brown people are criminals and cops are just out to kill them and that they don't deserve to be protected by the police. Only people in other neighborhoods deserve to be protected by the police. So let, let's hit on uh, a good topic. Remember when the uh, that whole Central Park 5 thing came out on Netflix and everybody was pissed off again at President Trump and calling him racist and talking about the letter that he wrote to the New York Times? Yes. He opened up the letter with a very peculiar statement. He said there are black families, Asian families, Hispanic families, white families. He went down the whole list that no longer feel safe in this city. They no longer feel safe walking the streets of this city. Black families, Hispanic families, Asian families, white families. That's everybody put together, which means he was concerned about New York City. And then they wanted to say that he was racist because of a little blurb in the in his letter saying that if you kill somebody, you need to bring back the death penalty. You cannot be soft on criminals. I don't care who the criminal is. The Teflon Don, 
Not not our president Donald Trump. I'm talking about the real Teflon Don. Don Gotti. You get caught, <laughs> you can't be soft on him. All praises to, to Giuliani for getting rid of the, the mafia. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You have you to be, be tough on, on him. <laughs> you can't look at Giuliani now and not give him credit for getting rid of the Italian mob. He was not soft on the Italian mob, and he's Italian. Was it racist because he focused on a, a group, an ethnic group of people who was committing horrible crimes at that point in time? But that's the issue with the left. They don't care what the facts are. They don't care what's going on. They only want to push a narrative. And that's why all of their policies fail. That's why bail reform failed. Because they build it as this whole thing where bail was racist towards black and brown people and to the poor. And now look what happened. You ended bail. You basically ended cash bail because they're not they're not doing anything with it. This is insane. They said it was for nonviolent crimes, but you had a woman assaulting people in the street getting released without bail. So it's essentially just getting rid of everything that's not shooting a police officer or hacking mm-hmm. people up with a machete. And then you wonder why crimes increases. Because being soft on criminals doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's never worked anywhere, just like gun control. So every leftist policy is completely, I don't, I don't like to use this word, but it's retarded. <laughs> Let, I, I, give me one leftist policy that actually works. They all Socialism. push social. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to fly down to Virginia and punch <laughs> you in the mouth. Come on, man. Let's be real here. I love you, Alexandria Cortez. But we're not going with that. Get a real man and get ready. I, of soy I boy. almost dedicated a whole segment to her just so I could just make you uncomfortable. She's the worst. Oh my god, she's a moron. But I think her boyfriend likes to get picked. This is why they don't run on policy. Quick side note: Did you see the video she did with her clearly gay boyfriend? Not that he, there's anything wrong with he's, that. He's probably by. And the way she led him on and, and was, like, oh shaking God. her head. and He was, like, like, holding his hand, like, yes, say more things about how white people are racist. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. They're the worst. They are possibly the two worst people in the entire state of New York. She pegs I mean, him. I don't care what anybody says. She pegs him. It's very obvious. Oh, she definitely she does. runs that she relationship. definitely does. What's going to happen when she runs into a dude like you and me? She's going to be freaking head over heels. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't. And he's going to be pissed. I don't need and that. And she's going to turn around and become a conservative overnight because she's going to be like, nobody ever treated me like this. <laughs> like an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and make me a sandwich. I'm joking. Don't ban us. <laughs> but essentially, what we need in New York State is we need to end bail reform. It needs to be gone. It doesn't need to be amended. It needs to be repealed. This whole policy needs to be gone. It is doing nothing but making the people of New York City and New York State just go. We're going to make them victims. We're going to make everyone victims of crime because criminals think they have free reign. Criminals aren't very smart, most of them. They don't realize, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a court date and then I might go to jail. They go, no, I'll get arrested and released and I just won't show up to court. That's how they think. So they're not going to be on their best behavior while they're out on no bail. They're going to do what they want to do. So we need to repeal bail reform. That needs to be done. And de Blasio needs to just go away forever. Adults are still, adults in their mind are still just like children. I mean, we're more mature and we're able to, to think through situations. 
and apply lessons learned to later situations. But when it comes to positive and negative reinforcement, we still react to that. Just like teaching our kids or teaching our dogs how to like training them. So when you have, when you do something positive, I wholeheartedly believe in when you have somebody that was arrested, maybe at like 18, 19, and then they get 23, 24 and realize that they're not getting specific jobs to live. If they go to a judge and say, Hey, I want to join the military, not, not close their case, but, um, yeah, pretty much close their case. Yeah, seal it. And let's seal, yeah, seal their case and let them join the military. That's a, a positive reinforcement. But if you have a person that's constantly showing you that they're not doing what they're supposed to, then you got to be hard on that, that individual. You can't say, all right, let me just release you, even though you can't, you stole weed, you trashed a, a city bus, and then you let the cops on a high-speed chase. dude that that guy has some serious problems going forward you can't let that go you have to be harsh on it yeah and we're talking about serious crimes here people so for any libertarians listening we're not talking about people who get caught with like a bag of weed all right we're not talking about you know locking them up for five years we're talking about people who are committing violent crimes who are assaulting people who are committing crimes like robbery burglary who are taking shots at cops these people need to be locked up and they should not be released on no bail this is absolutely insane. But moving on, Tack, down in Virginia, they are trying to pass a law which they claim will end discrimination for LGBT, whatever the hell the other letters are, persons where they want to give them equal protection under the law, or so they say. Apparently, this law will require both the preferred use of pronouns and also throw in some weird gun control laws. Besides the fact that everyone already has equal protection under the law, Tack, what is the real greater impact of this law, and do you really see it getting through? I, I don't see it getting through. So what they what they essentially want to do is force you to use the pronouns, the the gender pronouns. I self-identify so, as an Apache helicopter. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I was saying earlier. Like when when I was at work, I was like, so when does this end? When does it end? When does it end where you can choose to be whatever you want to be? Because you've got some weird people out there that are going to say, oh, uh, I'm, I'm a vampire. So theoretically, I'm, I'm not alive. I'm dead. You ever see that dude who got tattooed <laughs> to look like a lizard? Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. Like, they're insane people out there. You're, they're literally trying to let crazy people run the country. And you cannot allow it. So what's going to happen to me if I decide that I don't feel comfortable calling somebody something that they're not. It's against my religion. Are you going to force me to go against something that I believe spiritually? Well, now we have a constitutional conflict. So we have a conflict with the First Amendment in two sections. So one, freedom of religion, and the other one, freedom of speech. I have every right to call you whatever the hell I want to call you. You don't have to like it, and you can call me whatever you want back. If someone comes up, if I talk to someone and I accidentally call them by the wrong name, if I came up to you one day and was like, hey, Jim, and you're like, that's not my name. It's like, oh, my bad. If you all of a sudden decide to, like, file a lawsuit against me or complain at work, that would be insane. Exactly. I made a mistake. Now, if you are purposely going up to someone and making them uncomfortable by calling them what they don't believe they are, whether or not they are insane for believing that, you are just being a dick. And you have a right to do that under the Constitution, but your employer 
if you have a private, if you work for a private company, does have the right to be like, hey, you are messing with our work environment. You need to stop. That's fine. But that doesn't need to be a law. This is the problem. When you make it a law, now you are infringing upon constitutional rights. If a company mm-hmm. wants to make their own rule, as much as I disagree with any of this stuff, because it is a violation of the First Amendment, they can be like, hey, this is leading to hostile work environments. We are not going to have this. If you start messing with people like this, we're going to get rid of you. You're going to get a warning, and then we're getting rid of you because you're, cre- you're messing with our money. That's fine. You're a private company. But when you put it into law, it has constitutional ramifications, and that's not okay. So what they did was they uh, they voted to require all state employees to get LGBT cultural competency training. What 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 does that mean? Does does that mean I have to like watch gay porn or something? Like you I'm not. Gotta, down with that. You've got to go through a training that describes each of the two thousand genders to you, pretty much. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I have a job. Um, he, I have to they, be at work. They added sexual orientation and gender identity protections to their non-discrimination policies. So they, we already have non-discrimination laws. So now it's they added sexual orientation and gender identity. So we already had sexual orientation. It's either male or female. So now... I don't get how they're adding sexual orientation and gender identity. It's one or the other. The the other thing is your sexual orientation doesn't matter. You're at work. If I go to work and I have a job to do and I just do my job and I don't bring up my sexuality, it doesn't matter whether I'm gay, Mm -hmm. straight, or like to put my dick in a tree. It really (laughs) doesn't matter. The problem is you have these people who want attention. They want everyone to know that they're gay. They want everyone to know that they're bisexual. They want everyone to know that they're pansexual, whatever the hell that is, having sex with cookware. But I don't know. know Pansexual is is too many words now. Still pretty normal in comparison to being a left-leaning, non-binary, gender-neutral, communisto, whatever the fuck else you want to – like, I don't – the point is, unless you are blatantly bringing up your sexuality, it's no one's business. It exactly. isn't. The people I work with, I don't care whether they're gay or straight. I don't. Unless they are trying to push stuff on the kids that we work with, I don't care what their sexuality is. They could go home, cover themselves in butter, and rub <laughs> themselves on a frying pan. I do not care that's none of my damn business that's their business they're not but none of this stuff has they're just it. wasting butter but the <laughs> point is these people want to make it everyone's problem and it doesn't belong in the workplace it's your sexuality it doesn't belong in the workplace first off i don't think you should use butter as an example anymore because i think you just offended paula dean we do not want to offend paula dean on this show i thought paula dean was a she's, racist she's a great cook <laughs> Whether or not she's racist, I don't care. She has taught me a lot during my life. And it's what the hell to do when I get in that kitchen. Everything else can be ignored. She Dude, just use, for- you know, the key is using butter. I'm giving you good <laughs> advice. If I'm loving AOC, I can love Paula Dean at the same time. All right. We, we have, we're going to have a serious question <laughs> on air about that. We're going to have a serious conversation about this, Tack. We, we, so, we have a lot of issues going on. So, 
the bill also expanded on uh, the paramilitary ban, right? Uh, so what they did pretty much was they made a penalty for brandishing a firearm to induce fear if done as part of a gathering with other people and meant to intimidate a person or a group. They, they blame this on Charlottesville. They're saying they want to prevent another Charlottesville. Wasn't that a car? It was a car. And they were out there, the ones that were in like Vanguard America and the neo-Nazis and the KKK and all of that, they were out there doing the same thing that the the, uh, Black Hebrew Israelites do. They were LARPing. They had wooden sticks and fake shields. They were LARPing. They were just fine with their wooden sticks and their fake shields. Nerds! Now, we all know that there were thousands of us tens of thousands of us out there in Richmond peacefully assembling, cursing out white supremacists, actual white supremacists, with our guns. Just carrying our guns openly, hugging each other, dancing with each other, singing with each other, doing Irish river dances. You had Black Panthers out there. You had BLM out there. So many different just groups of people out there. You had the the gays for guns and all of them out there talking about gays don't uh, armed gays don't get bashed and sashaying and doing what they do and all of a sudden we can no longer brandish firearms because they took that as us trying to intimidate them that was us they should be intimidated that's the point of the second amendment (laughs) is to intimidate the government for staying out of our goddamn lives that's what people don't get this is the thing that pisses me off they're like, well, you know, the government should be, you know, should be able to control. No, the government should be able to control anybody. The government works for us. The government is made is made for the people. The government only exists because the people allow it to. So, so the government should be afraid of its people, not the other way around. I, I want to remind all of uh, the the black audience that we may get or that might hear us in the future that might be left leaning and, and anti gun to a point. If you don't know who Huey P. Newton is, go figure out who, who, who Huey P. Newton is. He was one of the founders of the Black Panthers. You don't say, have I, to like I know Black. Huey Lewis and the news, but I'm a... <laughs> You don't have to like the Black Panthers. You don't have to agree with the Black Panthers. But one thing they stood for was the Second Amendment. And one thing that they did was they went to visit Ronald Reagan, a crap ton of them, carrying their guns. And that's when Ronald Reagan and the NRA did their first uh, anti-Second Amendment movement. And they got they banned open carry in California. That is exactly what it's meant to do. <laughs> the government's always going to move to protect themselves. And similarly, should we? We should always move to protect ourselves. When you see the government start doing it, you should start doing it. But the left wants to be babied and they want to be protected. They don't want to be they don't want to be free essentially. These, these people are, they were these leftists. want slavery. They were a socialist party. The Black Panther Party was a socialist party. It's well known that they were socialists. But for whatever reason now, the left has become babies and they can't remember the their own history of their own members. Yeah, they want to be party. coddled. They want to be coddled and fed and, and burped and someone to wipe their ass when they take a dump. This is what the left wants. They want to be. They don't want responsibility. They don't want the freedom to excel. 
This is why you have people like Pete Buttigieg saying we should pay teachers like doctors. Really? I know a lot of teachers. Listen, I work in education. It'd be great if I can make $250,000 a year. Don't deserve it. Sorry. It's not the same job. Not by any stretch of the imagination. And I'll never be able to do it. And teachers aren't paid by the, by the federal government. It's, they're paid by local municipalities. The whole thing is ridiculous. This is what the left does. They want to make everyone equally crappy. And it's like, listen, you don't need to worry about freedom. You don't need to worry about paying bills. Hey, eventually the government's just going to be giving you a stipend of food and you don't even have to worry about money. This is what the left is pushing. This is where they're going. And that's why Bernie Sanders right now is the leading candidate for the Democratic Party. I didn't even think it was going to happen. But Joe Biden is deteriorating way faster than I thought he would. I thought he would at least make it to the general election before he completely started falling apart. But this is where the left is going. They really are becoming the party of socialism and communism, and they're not trying to hide it anymore. And that's the scary part. So uh, what you need to do is ask a leftist, and I I love to do this to like my uncles and all that. When the Black Panther Party existed at their prime, how many laws were passed that they were pushing to get passed? A crap ton of them. And why were they passed? Because they weren't soft. You have they have the Jim Brown gun, which I'm not encouraging anybody to to use their weapons as a intimidation factor against their localities and their local government, unless necessary. Laws. Yeah, unless unless yeah. necessary, uh, unless tyranny. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why you have the process. That's why you have the courts and you have executive and legislative and the ability for you to run yourself for for public office and et cetera, et cetera. You have all of these fail safes in place. I'm not encouraging you to do it. But this is the power that you have when the government recognizes that you are the final authority when it comes to the government. And one of the ways that government recognizes that you are the final authority is because it's in the Constitution that you can overthrow the government constitutionally and restart it if ever need be. Right. Is the job of the people, if the government becomes tyrannical, to overthrow it and restart everything. That is our job as Americans. That's what they did to start the country. They realized the government that they were under was tyrannical. So they realized, hey, as human beings, the government is supposed to serve us. We are not subjects. We are free men. So guess what? We're taking it to the streets. (laughs) We're going to shoot you. And we're going to (laughs) start our own stuff. That's what we're going to do. I would hate to encourage leftists and, and let them know and teach them their own history of their own party of when they embraced being armed individuals. But you cannot be anti-gun when you see the positivity that they added street signs and street lights to places where kids were being massacred, like brutally just ran over by cars. They wanted street lights added on these corners. They weren't being, having any attention paid to them. They stepped outside with guns and people were like, all right, time out. We'll add the street lights. Stop it. Oh, you don't want to put school lunch in our schools and we're asking you to? We're going to march down here with some guns. All right, we're going to add school lunch. Sorry, stop it. Like, this is the power that the Black Panther Party had. They were a socialist party. That quickly, and it wasn't that long ago, you forgot your own history as being, as being a Democrat party. You need but, your guns. But this is what people don't, this is the thing that the left constantly forgets. They claim, oh yeah, you know, freedom of speech and all these other things and assembly and a right to privacy and all this other stuff. It's all backed up because the government is meant to fear the people. 
without the check on the government, which is the Second Amendment, the government has no reason to fear you. Look at what's going on in China right now. Everyone remember those Hong Kong protests? They're, mm-hmm. they're dried up real quick after this coronavirus. People are being herded into trucks. They're being thrown into quarantine. Over 2 million people are quarantined. Chained into their own houses. Yes. Chained into their houses. They're being dragged. There's videos of people being carried off by the police into trucks. That's what the government can do when you can't shoot back. When the state controls everything. Because the only thing that matters to a communist government is the party. And the party can't be wrong. If you haven't watched Chernobyl yet on HBO, watch it. You need to watch this. It is the perfect example of how communism fails. Because instead of getting help right away and calling a worldwide emergency that, hey, we might be destroying the entire continent of Asia with this nuclear meltdown. Sorry, nuclear meltdown. I spend (laughs) way too much time around special education students. Nuclear meltdown. They hit it. And they claimed that everything was fine. And listen, it's not a big deal. We're going to contain it. And it was o- they almost they almost destroyed an entire continent. If you haven't watched Chernobyl on HBO, watch Chernobyl on HBO. It is extremely well done. If you have a weak stomach, it will make you pass out. Uh-huh. But it really does show how when the when the only thing that matters to the government is the government, the people will suffer. Uh, there was a. I can't remember the name of this ranch, but I do know the story. Or it might have just been a commune, not a ranch. The government was watching this commune full of... Ranch Davidians? Waco? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ranch Davidians. And then the government went in there. They thought they were just going to march in there and take it over and had the most hellish firefight they ever had of their life. And then when, when it hit the fan... And it all ended up in court. The judges said that the government side was wrong. Oh, no, that was out in, like, the Northwest. The Branch Davidians were in Waco, Texas, when the FBI burned down a, a commune full of women and children. Yeah, 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 yeah. But didn't they get caught caught out there for that? The government got called out and was told that they were wrong? For the one in, in the Northwest, that? yes. I think it was the for Northwest. Bundy's or... Ranch. Bundy's Ranch. Yes, they got Bundy's told... Ranch. The government was told that they were wrong, and he won. yeah. And they went out there and had a whole stare down with Bundy's Ranch and, and all of their guns and all the dudes on horseback. Hey. That was That's a, a great example. We always say the only reason why the government would want to disarm you is because they're about to do something that you would shoot them for. <laughs> second, it's true. Because the second you give up the right to defend yourself, look what happened. Look what happens in countries like Iran, like China, like Venezuela. It's, 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 it's very obvious. And the fact that they ignore it is asinine. And it's actually very immature of them that they don't understand history. They always claim Trump's a Nazi. Well, look what happened in Nazi Germany. How do you get 6 million people into boxcars to death camps? You take away their ability to defend Mm -hmm. themselves. If you send me 10 guys with guns and the only thing I have to defend myself is a a kitchen knife, I'm probably getting shot in my kitchen. Exactly. But if me and a bunch of people that I know all have guns, we can resist. If you're not armed, you can't resist a tyrannical government. And then when it does hit court and the court says you're right, then you were right. You shared the video of Tupac talking with the aftermath of the cops. I have a Second Amendment right. (laughs) What about me? What about my Second Amendment right? He was a legal gun owner. He owned those guns legally, and he was in the right in that shooting. 
Exactly. And that's why they say, oh, it's, the Second Amendment is racist, the NRA is racist. No, they're not. They're protecting the gun rights of all Americans. This is the problem. The left wants to paint minorities as separate from white America. They're not separate. We're all Americans. If you are an American citizen, you are protected by the Constitution. You have the right to bear arms legally. Why would you give that up? Especially if you do believe that the country is racist and wants to kill you. Why would you give up your ability to defend themselves? Because if they're racist and evil, you think they're going to give their guns back when the government calls for them? I used to to hate all of those when people say, I don't see race, I don't see color. And I'll be like, well, you don't see who I am. You know what I mean? And, And what I'm starting to realize as I'm getting older is, of course, there's a difference in pigment. Of course, there are differences in culture. Everybody comes up and you can talk about Northeastern culture versus Southern culture. You got clam chowder on one end and then you have sweet tea on the other end. It's, it's we always got two, be- t- two types of clam chowder in the Northeast. <laughs> we got New England and we got Manhattan. Exactly. So you can have people that have the same skin color, but they have the same uh, difference in culture. And what I'm realizing is when people say, I don't see color, it's not necessarily that they're not recognizing who you are. They're not recognizing the culture that you come from. But what they're doing is they're embracing you as one, being human, and and two, just being American. And that's not a bad thing. And I'm, I'm over that part where I'm just like race, 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 race. If you have the right to the Second Amendment and I'm an American, I have the right to the Second Amendment too. We're both American. It's not a black thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a black thing. I'm very you proud know. of you. Now we just have to work on your impulse control. All right. <laughs> <Moving> <laughs> on. More Democrat nonsense. Oh, my God. It never ends. Tack, it never ends. The New Way Forward Act, pushed by geniuses such as Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, and as you guessed, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez wow. in the house. They are showing, once again, how they are only for illegals and criminals with this new proposal in the House. They want to end the criminality of crossing the border illegally, end deportation for crime convictions, and stop local officials from contacting ICE and other immigration officials. Now, I, I listen, let's play devil's advocate for a second. You mm-hmm. want to decriminalize coming over the border illegally. Okay, that's kind of like a good faith thing. I don't agree with it by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's very stupid. But let's say their heart's in the right place for that one. Okay? You want to end deportation for people who are convicted of crimes in the United States. How stupid can you possibly be? How blatantly obvious can you be that you don't care about American citizens? And that you only care about criminals and illegals. Because you're telling me that if someone comes into my neighborhood, who's here illegally, breaks into my house, assaults me, and steals my stuff, that they shouldn't be sent back to where they came from when they shouldn't be here Mm -hmm. in the first place? That's just completely asinine. The whole thing is ridiculous. There's a whole bunch of other crap in there. And if you haven't seen it yet... You actually can read the entire thing on congress.gov. Just look up. It is H.R. 5383. It's still in the House. It was actually introduced on December 10th 
Um, if you haven't seen Tucker Carlson rip this apart on Fox the other day. But there's a whole bunch of nonsense in there. It is really, really bad. But, Tack, like, really, where are the Democrats going? Like, where does it end? Are they tr- like, what are they trying to do? I don't, I don't understand their end game here. Is it just for votes because they know it's not it's going to pass votes. the Senate? Or are they really this stupid? It's definitely just for, for votes. So I, I want to just ask one question here. We know it's not just Mexicans coming across the border. In fact, I think they're like one of the lowest amount or lowest numbers, least numbers or whatever. It's a lot of people from Honduras and other countries like that. El Salvador. You Um, said Africa. I didn't say Africa. I'm saying Africa. And so I'm going to pose a question. Let's just use the Africans, for example, right? They like to say that it's all, it's just harmless women and children and we need to protect them and it falls on us, that, 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 that. How the hell did these Africans afford to come over to, to Honduras to then walk all the way up to the Mexican border? Because we know they didn't swim. They didn't swim over there. It wasn't on a slave boat. That's been over for how many years now? At least five. Uh, in, at least five years. In, in America, anyway. We're not talking about the Middle East. Which uh, still Rashida. has African slaves. Yeah, Rashida. We don't hear you say anything about that, though. That's that's your homeland. You have so much pride in that, but we don't hear you say anything about that. But that's for a different day. But she's such a piece of garbage. I hate her. Let Let's then say somebody from Wuhan found a way to escape, and they bring their way over to. They find their way to Mexico. They cross the border. Uh oh. You just let them cross the border without any kind of checks. You didn't look at their health. You didn't look at any kind of documentation. Now all of a sudden, uh, El Paso has a, a coronavirus outbreak. Good on you for allowing these people to just cross the border unchecked because you felt like it was just the, the right thing to do. Now you have an outbreak of sicknesses that you never thought was possible to break to come back into the United States. You and and this is a I know this is a, a fake movie. You remember that um it wasn't Harry Potter, but it was like one of the spin-offs. And he traveled from Europe and he stopped in Ellis Island and they checked all of his documentation. He came all the way to America, stopped in Ellis Island, they checked his health records they checked his uh, identification to make sure he was who he said he was. And they checked his luggage and was telling him the reason why he couldn't bring certain things into America because it would bring certain diseases. So when they talk about this country is built off of immigrants, it was built off of legal immigrants. And the people that were coming over here at that time, it was just focused in the 1920s and the 30s, they came over here, they crossed into Ellis Island, they got their documents checked, they moved into tenements, and then they went and fought in World War II for the United States. They earned their way here, and they earned their way into becoming American. Some of them came back from the war and started playing for Major League Baseball teams, and they were legitimately heroes of the nation on their time. You have to earn your way. And I always say it. If I move to France, it's not that I'm going to no longer be 
no, I'm not going to no longer consider myself an American, but I'm damn sure going to do the best that I can to make sure I make France great because I'm now a French citizen. Oh, That's 100%. what you do when you move to a new country. You don't just go over there and start taking advantage of their programs. Yeah, my grandfather came here when he was 13. He learned English. He got a job. He went to school. World War II came around. He was deployed to the Philippines. He received the Purple Heart and the Bronze Star. He came back. He had a job. He had a family. Never on public assistance. Never any of that crap. It's a bunch of nonsense. The left has become the party of free stuff and dependence on the government. Because this is what, and this is the thing that pisses me off. When people in my family tell me that they're Democrats, but they don't trust the government. You're, yes, you you're saying, of it? Exactly. You're saying two different things here. So you're saying you want more government control and you want the government to tell everyone what to do, but you don't trust the government. People don't understand what their own party is. And this is how they end up with Bernie Sanders, quite very possibly now, which I'm very disturbed on, becoming the candidate for president for the Democratic Party for the general election. It's insane. And guess what? People will vote for him. Because they'll go, well, I don't like Trump. They're like, do you know what Bernie Sanders stands for? Well, he's not Trump. Hey, dumb dumb. Communism is way worse than anything Donald Trump has ever done in his entire life. I can't wait for uh, Pete Buttigieg to go bottom up. This is going to be hilarious. Was it? Was that? Was that a gay joke? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Should I have said belly up? Would that have been better? <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here, here first, folks. Pete Buttigieg going bottom up. Oh, my Hell God. Buttigieg 2020 going bottom up. How dare it. you? We got it. Oh, man. But anyway, <laughs> it's going to be between them two. It, it already showed in Iowa, and we get we now understand who they're trying to pop up, to prop up. <laughs> Joe Biden called someone a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> is was he born in 1853? I like how old is Joe Biden? The no malarkey oh, tour. Man. Like what is this crap? This dude had this handed to him on a silver platter. A silver platter. You have no Hillary. You have, so you have essentially almost no one else with name recognition who's not an open communist. And you managed to ruin this entire thing for yourself. He was at he least tried to, nominee. He tried to play the tough guy. But what people really didn't realize is that Tulsi Gabbard was the tough guy. That's who they should have had propped up, but they failed at doing it. You had, for whatever reason, a crap ton of conservatives trying to line up behind her. If we if we have to get a Democrat, it needs to be Tulsi Gabbard. I'd support Tulsi Gabbard. Well, then you're really not a conservative. I'm sorry. Yeah, because you really don't understand who Tulsi Gabbard is. <laughs> and like I said before, one time I called her a moderate. I meant moderate in comparison to Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who are both insane people. And she, I think dudes just wanted to look at her, and that was it. They got caught in the fact that it was a nice-looking, nice-looking lady. What is this obsession with leftist women, Tack? I can't. I'm not. It's not. I already told you what it was. Yeah, but. You got to make your mark, okay? (laughs) You have to make your mark. You don't have to be a caveman and ooga booga everywhere and bash them in the head with clubs and drag them out. I like to ooga booga. Don't take (laughs) away my right to ooga booga, (laughs) Tack. But 
It's just that that like you have to make your mark. Like, look, I encourage that aspect of her. Look at that. She's doing that because it's me. Before she was a crying little leftist shame. And now she's telling a grown man, she's telling Dwayne Johnson what he's gonna do now. She said, F you, Dwayne. That's hey, how I see after the rock. <laughs> That's how I see people on the left. We are nice people. We're loving people. We're caring people. But we don't break down and cry at the, the smallest little thing that we don't like. We go and we handle it. And that's basically what I'm saying. And when I look at people like AOC and I see that she's not very bright sometimes. That's the understatement all the time. Of the century. She's not very bright all the time. Um, then, then just like you have white liberals that look, they're like, oh, poor little black boy. Let me take care of you. You need my help. Sometimes that's how I look at them. I'm like, oh, you just need a little bit of guidance. <laughs> AOC is about, is about as bright as a smashed light bulb. How dare let me, you? Let me be your, let me be the spine that you need to carry yourself because you obviously lack one. All right. Sorry to everyone. For we can't keep sack, tax weird sexual fantasies off the show. But <laughs> guys, get... sexual fantasies. <laughs> All right, guys, getting to our last segment. How dare you? How dare as you? As much as I hate award shows and Tack hates award shows, um, the Oscars were the other night and former Children of God product, Jacqueline Phoenix. So this is the second Children of God product that we are taking a task on this show. The first one was Rose McGowan, and now Jacqueline Phoenix, um, brother of the more talented River Phoenix, who famously OD'd outside the Viber Room. He gave an insanely bizarre leftist speech as he accepted an award at the Oscars for his role in the movie Joker, which was insanely boring, and he was scarily skinny and made me want to vomit the entire time. But he suggested that humans use the resources that cows provide because humans believe that they are superior to cows. Now, before I say what he said, I'm just going to say this. Human beings are superior to cows. How dare you? If you listen to this show by any chance, human beings are far superior to cows. We are superior essentially to every animal on the planet. Let let me, let me, let me read what he said, because this is like. You offended Hindus, I'm going to let you know. I'm worried about him, and I'm going to tell you why when I'm, when I'm done reading what he said, because this, this is disturbing what he said. So he had, it was a long speech. He said a whole bunch of other leftist crap also. If you want to see it, go on YouTube. It's, it's disturbing and ridiculous. Uh, but he goes, the end of it was, we go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow, and when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Even when, even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for her calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. And I think we fear the idea of personal change because we think that we have to sacrifice something to give up something up. But human beings at our best are so inventive and creative and ingenious. And I think that when we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create, develop, and implement systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and to the environment. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is really bothering me. Because we all know what happened to Heath Ledger after he played the Joker. He got way too into the character, started doing drugs, and he ended up dying. Jacqueline, I know you haven't made a lot of good movies lately, but I'm scared for you, buddy. 
I don't want you to die. I want you to be okay. But this is like insane crap. You're worried about the production of beef and milk and the fact, like, come on, man. Look, what the, this is like the ultimate weird leftist crap and people are applauding this. He's clearly lost it. So I'm laughing because I have a coworker that's vegan. And every time I see her, she's got a, a reason to just remind me that she's vegan. And those vegans do. We go out all the time, and the first thing she does is go, I would like water with no ice. And, and then she goes on to look at the menu, and she asks about every single item that's on the menu. And if there's a, a vegan choice for it. It's called lettuce. <laughs> Like, is there a vegan choice for this? Is there a vegan choice for that? Is there a vegan choice for this? Is there what, a vegan what? choice for the porterhouse? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, it, it just pisses me off when I hear about all of this stuff. And it's not that I'm hating on the, the individual or their mind frame. But I feel that a majority of them look down on us because we choose to be herbivores. I don't omnivores. know. Omnivores. Omnivores. Um, omnivores? Omnivorous? Omnivorous. There we omnivorous. go. We got it. We got there it. There we go. <laughs> good. They look down on us because we choose to be omnivorous. But there's a reason why humans evolved to have a set of canines. There's a reason why we evolved to have a set of canines. We need animal fat. We need animal protein. The human it's, body needs these things. It's good for joint health, brain function. See, this is the problem. They're all about all these vegans. Their brains aren't working right because they're not getting the protein and the animal fat. Your brain needs that. It works for memory and brain function. And you can, you can hate us, but then the left is still the ones that say we're waging a, a war on science. Do you believe in evolution? Why do, K- why do humans have a set of canines? Because we're supposed to be able to tear meat from the bone in order to eat it. That's just simple, simple evolutionary theory right there. They only believe in the science that they like. So not to get on a whole abortion thing, but they only believe in science when it comes to like climate change, but not that a baby at now apparently eight and a half to nine months is a person. So it's only the science that they want. But this is like insane leftist crap, and it's becoming more and more prevalent. And you you hear it in the speech. It's not about this is how I choose to live. This is we all need to live this way because this is what I believe. I always tell people, if you don't like guns, you don't have to own a gun. In fact, if you're scared of guns, don't own a gun. If you want to learn how to shoot a gun, I'll take you to learn how to shoot a gun. But if you really don't like guns, you don't have to own one. But that doesn't mean that I can't. That's the problem. You can't tell me how to live my life. And I can't tell you how to live yours unless you are going to negatively affect the lives of children or my life. That's it. So I got into it with Peter one time. And this is on the exact same subject. Dude, oh, my God. (laughs) I love trolling Peter on Instagram. It's amazing. What what happens if you don't? Uh, if a cow doesn't have a calf and you don't milk the cow, it dies. So does it die? Was I right? It, it, it pretty much. Yes. So way it, it'll get weighed down because there's no way for it to get rid of the milk, and it's just producing way too much milk. 
and it's not healthy for the cow at all. So when they get milked, if you don't like the process of their milking where they hook them up to all of those machines and all that, okay, I understand that. The fight to change that, the milking process. But just allowing a cow to go unmilked is just as bad. You don't want them to, to be forced to have calves, which will then drink the milk to help them. Then, like, choose to actually do your research and choose your fights and look for the processes of how to make the cows, how to have them live healthy lives. I got into it with PETA over sheep because they were saying that there's no humane, no humane way to share sheep. But if you don't share a sheep, their own wool weighs them down to where they can't even walk around, which means they can't eat, which means they die. This is the problem with the left is they don't want to do the research. It's the same thing with guns. They don't want to do the research. We need to ban pistol grips. Why? Well, because, you know, the military and law enforcement use them, so that must make the gun deadlier. No, it doesn't. It's an aesthetic feature. It's a comfort thing. I prefer it because I trained on it. A lot of hunters don't use pistol grips because it doesn't make the gun more accurate. It's the same thing with collapsible stocks. It doesn't make the gun more concealable. It's a rifle. It's this big. Yeah. Putting a collapsible stock on it doesn't mean I can hide it in my pants. They don't want to do the research because they don't. it doesn't support their narrative. This is the crap that we're constantly dealing with, which is why we need to be out there voting out leftist politicians, which is why we need to be at local town halls speaking up and telling that the local elected officials what we want, what we need, and otherwise, if they're not going to listen to us, we're not letting them back in. Because we are the gatekeepers. They are not the gatekeepers of our rights. We are the gatekeepers of their office, people. We need to be active. Stop being complacent. This is how New York ended up in the state that it is. We have been complacent for far too long, and it is time to start fighting back. You want to know something funny? Yes. As far as firearms, you can have a 90-grain bullet or 90-grain round. That's a lot more accurate and a lot more deadlier and a lot less bullet drop than a 155 grain round of the same caliber. I know because I have them. So it's not always just the firearm, a particular firearm that you choose to use. Because I could take my nine millimeter and I can take the rounds that I have, the uh, 90 grain rounds that I have, and then take the... Uh, the hollow points that I have and I could shoot them through sheet metal into a gelatinous block and that 90 grain round will have no drop and go straight through the sheet metal and go straight through on the same trajectory and the same path through that, that gelatin block. Whereas the hollow point, it won't expand. It won't mushroom out. It'll just act like a ball round. Plus, it'll have bullet drop and change path and trajectory going through the gelatin block. Yeah, it's the same thing where they'll think that a 16-gauge or 20-gauge shotgun has a, has a bigger slug than a 12-gauge. They don't do their research. It's the same. It's the barrel shroud. It's the shoulder thing that goes up. It's the 30-round 30, 30 magazine clip that shoots 1,000 rounds with one trigger pull. It's, it's all nonsense. They, they have an agenda and they don't care about the facts. 
for that, exactly. guys. Thank you for listening to our show. If you liked it, please share, rate, and subscribe. We put the I'm putting all the links to all the different podcast things in everything. So please, every time you listen to the podcast in one of these sites, we make money. The other way we make money is if you buy some of our merch. Guns and Freedom hat. Six Emperor Tyrannus shirt. Don't let fear take your freedom shirt. We have some Trump shirts. We have Trump hat. All this stuff goes into spreading the message to reach more people. We are making no money. We are making no profit. All the money is put back into it. We are trying to make a difference. That is what we want to do. We want to fix New York, and then we can work on Virginia Tech. It's your fault that you left New York. That's on you. But we are looking to fix New York. We are looking to get real conservatives elected all over the country. If you know of a really good conservative candidate that you want us to contact, send us an email. Send it to me, Evan at EmpireStateConcernNetwork.com. I will reach out to them. Sure. Guys, make sure make sure you follow. T- Tack, I'm going to let you tell you. One second. One second. Because I'm going to forget this. Make sure Got you it. follow Tack on Instagram at Solomon Tack. That's two A's and a C. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at GetRedPillNY. Follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Tack, what do you got to say? If you want to see me go and troll Governor Northam in very Laura Loomer fashion, then I would suggest supporting us because it'll allow me to commit to my travels around the wonderful Commonwealth of Virginia and accordingly troll Governor Northam and also control or also troll Michael Bloomberg because he's going to be all in and out of Virginia since he just opened up, I think, six new offices here. So I might even show up with my old Bloomberg buttons on and (laughs) just to gain access, just to gain access. I'm like, Hey, I worked for him. I campaigned when he was running for mayor and then like, let's go Trump, take it all off and have my Trump 2020 (laughs) shirts and play. I like to move it, move it while I trot around the office. (laughs) Oh God. I'd love to see that. All right, guys. So for that, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And don't let fear take your freedom.